Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. Hey, welcome to our show at episode 453, as we share the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her permission that is granted to enjoy holiday meals. Yep, you're going to learn how to do it. Just take that guilt and kick it to the curb. We're going to show you how. Hey, this is such a special show and one that I know that will touch you deeply, especially down in your gut. (laughs) Before we begin, please know that this episode is sponsored by Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y Vitamins, minerals and herbs rooted in nature. Hey, they have a special gift for women, the new award-winning Her Life Stage products, providing support for the menstrual years, including PMS, as well as perimenopause, menopause, and even postmenopause. Hey, we got your back. All right. So this is such an integrative, holistic approach to having a woman's back and support throughout her entire life journey. To learn more about her life stages right now, figure out where your local health food store is, run on over to it and check out the Her Life Stages And you can also learn more if you run on over to solaray.com, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y.com. You'll be glad you did. All right. Now, here's a reminder to click on iTunes to rate and review today's show after we're done because the Herb Podcast team just loves to hear your feedback. We do, we do, we do. All right. It's time for Herb. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. I'll tell you what it's really time for. It's time for the holidays. And every time it's time for the holidays, it's time for our wonderful chef, Abby Gilmond, who is our culinary nutritionist. Abby, welcome aboard. Thank you. All right, here we are. You know, we're doing the holiday thing. I'm sure a lot of people are out there, you know, just saying to themselves, how am I going to do this? How do I navigate the holidays? And things are a little different this year in certain respects. And that is because we also, and I'll be speaking to this in a little bit, will also be talking about people who are on the injections, Ozempic, Wagovi, and all of these other great ones, where people are now using a medication, and now they have their first holiday. What do you do? So that's going to be a nuance to this. But before we do that, let's just go right into it and talk about this whole issue of sort of food guilt. What is this thing? Why do we feel it? You know, and and how do we kind of really try to find a way to manage our way into really enjoying the holidays? First of all, Chef Abby, is it humanly possible for a woman to enjoy 
the holidays these days without feeling food guilt. Come on. I'm here to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Are, are you like one of these overly optimistic types? No, I think that what I like to tell people is just you have to be accepting that nobody's perfect, right? And who wants to be perfect, especially around food? That's not fun. We should be enjoying what we're eating. And I like to say, you know, 80% of the time, if we're doing, you know, as many of the right things or the healthier options as possible, then we have 20% to kind of work with for things that might, you know, be a little, a, a little indulgent. All right. But, you know, what about people who've been struggling all year and now they're going to face this? Right. As we're looking at this whole thing, you know, there are some people who say, ah, just let it rip during the holidays and clean up the mess afterwards. What do you say? Oh, no, 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 no. I feel like we should always strive to make healthy choices whenever possible. And during the holidays, hopefully none of us are, you know, for 30 days in a row going to 30 parties in a row and and having, you know, all of these things on a regular basis kind of interrupting our daily life. You know, I'm sure some of us are still going to school, going to work, other things are happening. So if we're, you know, still kind of having a our normal life plus holiday parties and, and the actual holidays kind of as snippets through time, I feel like that's a little more manageable since we are, you know, like going day to day and we can make choices as they come. What is the role of planning in all of this? You know, I think a lot of people just sort of feel helplessly blown in the wind when you know, they're invited to parties and back and forth and they just say, oh, well, I'll just riff it and hang out and whatever happens, happens. So tell me about planning. Yeah, I love planning during the holidays and, you know, other times of the year. But during the holidays in particular, it's great to spend, it could be as little as 30 minutes, if that's really all you have, to kind of think about the week ahead and make some decisions. And if you do have time to do some meal planning, even better. So if let's say it's a Sunday and you're looking at the week ahead, maybe you can manage to cut up some vegetables, cut up some fruit, make sure that your fridge is stocked with some healthy choices. So if you do run out of time for lunch or dinner or, or whatnot, you're, or a snack, you have options there that you can grab like fruit and cheese or nuts and some veggies, things that you can grab instead of going to grab a, a takeout fast food meal or that bag of chips or something that might be a little less healthy. I want to tell everyone out there that you can control this a lot more than you think. Yeah. So if you're going to a party and, and maybe people are bringing food, then you bring something that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. There's like this undercurrent of helplessness, hopelessness, and defeat about this. Because you figure, you know, the minute I see pumpkin pie, the minute I see Christmas cake, the minute I see, you know, whatever, then I'll just fall apart. Well, you're not going to fall apart if you do some body hacks. 
And one of the best body hacks is getting some protein on board ASAP. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I like to tell people, don't go to a party or a dinner or, or a meal hungry, right? So a lot of people may have said, oh my God, I just had Thanksgiving. I'm going to not eat all day because I know I'm going to eat a lot tonight. Well, what ends up happening is your blood sugar dips, you haven't eaten all day, you show up and you're starving. So then you can't even really think about it. You just want to get food in your face and we always end up overeating in those situations. So try to be still regular about your meals and snacks. Like you said, get enough protein. You know, you want to have protein and fiber and maybe some healthy fat in that every meal, every snacks so that you're feeling sated and, and comfortable as you kind of roll through as much as possible. I really feel like use some hacks. Look, girlfriends, what do we do in life, right? We protect ourselves. We advocate for ourselves when we know we're going to possibly slip in anything in life. So why would this be anything different? I tend never to go to a party starving or anything like that. Come on, that's old school. That was some crazy mythological thing we did a billion years ago. And instead, think ahead have something with protein, even if it's a yogurt with some walnuts. Okay, that's 20, you know, if you get one of those Icelandic yogurts, which I love, the skier yogurts, those are 15 grams, and they have fat in them, which is also wonderful. And the walnuts are fabulous because they have extra protein. And when you add it all up, it ends up being like 20 grams of protein. I love it. I also make a mini shake, a mini protein shake. And oh man, that'll fill me up. Hey, here's a little hack. If your stomach is filled up with a fluid like that, when you extend the stomach like that, you know, when you make it bigger in that regard, I mean, obviously not ridiculous, but you're, you know, just like when you drink a glass of water or something, then what happens is it sends signals to the brain that says that you should be satisfied now because when the stomach is extended, it is assumed by the brain that, you know, you just had one hell of a meal. You need to calm down. And then that tends to take ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, and tamp it down. And so one of my favorite things is just a small shake. You know, I don't have to put in even two scoops of my protein powder. I'll put in one, and yet I'll put some other stuff in it, like maybe some of my favorite cinnamon almond butter and things like this, which will also kind of fill me up with healthy fat. Then you're armed and dangerous, locked and loaded. So when you go to the party, you're in control. You're in absolute control. And remember, please, what Chef Abby and I always say is that when you get together, you know, when food is involved, whether it's a sit-down dinner or it's just, you know, hanging out, whatever. Do remember that the priority is the people. You came there to hang out with special people. You know, you didn't come there to just chow down completely and, and you know, be oblivious to everyone around you. How about the priority being the people and then, you know, in a controlled way because you did your little body act. You can really, you know, enjoy some tastings of whatever's around you. I don't know. What do you think? 
Absolutely. I was thinking about this when you were talking about yogurt too, because depending on how old you are, I grew up with a lot of cottage cheese. And I know it's becoming very trendy now too, but that's a great way to have that protein, have some fruit or some nuts with it. But that's a really, really great option as well. I put chives in it. Oh, delicious. And it tastes really wonderful, but I love fruit too. I take those little tiny little tangerines. It, oh, feels so good. So you see how you can control this? Now, I've got a word for you, and this is about the whole food addiction thing, because I this is a real thing. I wrote about it in my book, The Hunger Fix, and you bring it up in your beautiful cookbooks, Chef Abby, but let's have a come to heaven session right now. Let's get real. Everyone knows themselves better than anyone else. You know yourself. If there are certain foods that just don't work for you because they're bingeable, what does that mean? That means you can't ever, under any circumstances, have just one. You end up just sort of caving and eating the whole damn thing. So if you can't have just one, and you learn this through trial and error over time, and the second criteria is if you eat whatever it is and you're filled with shame, blame, and guilt, that ain't working either. So why go to all the pain of consuming whatever that may be? Why do that? You know, it's like some people look at frosting. That's my, one of my favorite examples. You know, they'd like to dive into the damn thing, but then they remember the last 95 times they did that and then and it never ended well. So how about you just sort of like not go there if it doesn't work for you? I love saying that sentence. You know that, Chef Abby. I say it all the time. It's like, you know, that doesn't work for me. It's very, you know, unemotional. It's just, it's sort of like if you told me, Chef Abby, you know, I want you to wear me. If you said to me, I want you to wear a dark purple. Okay, dark purple on me, seriously? It looks horrible. I mean, I, I look like something from the Adams family. I have no idea why purple doesn't work. And so, you know what I'd say to you? Just really unemotional. I'd say, you know, hey, thanks for, you know, thinking about me, but that doesn't work for me. And nobody's hurt. Nobody cares. You know what it says to you, Abby? It says, I know myself well enough to know what works for me. Period. That's all. I just know what works for me. So when it comes to this food thing, I think there's so much stereotypic weirdness around food. It's like, you know, when we're so consumed with feelings of shame and food guilt, and went, stop it already. Step back, take a breath and say to yourself, I know myself. And so are there certain foods that just don't work for you? Don't use the word like, I'm going to go in there and deliberately avoid everything that, you know, X, Y. No, just say to yourself, eh, it doesn't work for me. You know, just say it almost matter of fact, like, eh, you know, and then pass over it. And then if you've done your little body hack by having some protein and maybe some high level fat, you know, which includes cottage cheese, yogurt, things like that. Heck, sometimes I just grab two pieces of protolone cheese or Munster or Havati. I have that. That gives me 10 grams of protein. I literally stuff it in my face when I'm running, 
you know, to the next who knows what. That's 10 grams of fat. And I feel fine. And I feel more in control. So why wouldn't you want to do that? Think. People who, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So there you have it. Now, if you were walking into that party, Chef Abby, what should people aim for? You know how they always have the full buffet thing. What would be a smart way to kind of fill up on the right stuff? We want to look for lean protein and fiber first. Fiber would be your fruits and vegetables, ideally. So look for those fruits and vegetables first. See what you can find in that kind of area. And then along with that, you might find beans and lentils and things like that. So maybe there's hummus or some sort of bean dip. That is also really great. Lots of good fiber and plant-based protein there. So that's kind of extending into our lean protein area. So maybe a little bit of cheese. Look for things like lean chicken or other lean meat or fish. And then, of course, again, back to the hummus, anything that has beans and lentils and that kind of area is is a great place to look. Excellent. And that's exactly what I do. I always head over to, you know, that whole area, especially where there's a lot of produce, you know, there's kind of like vegetables and fun things to dip them in and back and forth, avocado dip, Ooh, you know, love it, love it and all the rest of it. So a word of caution for everyone, for all you little happy campers who are still counting calories, stop it already when you come to a a party or something. You know, it's not really about that. You know, we're pushing away from having these calorie mandates. I mean, can you imagine your, your mental state when you walk into a party, you go, I can only have 500 calories worth of, instead, What I would simply say is I've today has been a great day and I did plenty of great physical activity. I got in a good eight to 10,000 steps already. Maybe I went to the gym and worked out and back and forth. I've also eaten reasonably throughout the day. And here I am 6 p.m. And it's the beginning of the party and the whole thing. If you walk in all wound up, trying to count things. Oh, stop. You know, instead, you should already be in good stead. You're not super hungry because you did your body hack at that protein and healthy fat in you first before you go. And by the way, it's the secret of all these celebrities and others who always have to go to these parties. You know, they're all over the place. If you ask them, what they do to stay in such great shape, despite the fact that they're quite the little social butterflies, they always eat before they go. Always. I'm using that word, superlative, always, always. And that's something that Chef Abby and I do. We eat ahead of time. But, you know, stop already with craziness around, you know, madly, violently counting calories until the cows come home. Because really, you should know already what are the high-ticket items. If you want to experiment, have a little taste. I use the word tasting. I didn't say stuffing it in your face. Tasting of certain things. You know, I use parties as a little 
adventure sometimes to taste things that maybe I've never had, especially if there's a lot of great ethnic food, you know, that I might be really curious about. Be curious, but be in control. Be in control, but still be curious. And then maybe find things that you didn't know that you love and now you really love and they're maybe even super healthy and wonderful and you'll explore maybe cooking with them, you know, in the future, etc. So I think that that really works out too. So I don't know. What do you think about people wound up with calories and stuff? Yeah, I think it becomes like compulsive almost. It can become compulsive when you're obsessed with the numbers, right? So that's why we talk so much about thinking about the components. So visualizing a plate that would have half vegetables and a quarter protein and a quarter some sort of starch or or like a grain or a bean or legume or sweet potatoes. Like if you visualize it and you kind of think about making sure you have lean protein and fiber. And, and, you know, if you think in, in those terms broadly, I feel like it's less anxiety producing and thinking about those numbers and what the numbers mean. And you will still eat well and in a healthy way without being too interested in or obsessed with the numbers. And now we talk about alcohol. You and I talked about this forever. All right, girlfriends, if you want to end up with a belly that resides in another state, just keep drinking a lot every night. Seriously. If you look down at your belly and go, what the? There's no surprise here. There's no mystery. We don't have to have some, you know, BBC mystery series on this one. You're drinking too much and you're also drinking later. No. This is not a super great idea. If you're a woman who's 50 and over, this starts getting especially ugly because now you're going into the menopausal, postmenopausal years. And honey, you drink it, you wear it. So if you, you know, ever want to be able to zip it up in those nice jeans that you want to fit into, it ain't going to happen if you keep drinking so much at nighttime. So, you know, be very cautious about alcohol because it does a number of things. One is it disinhibits you. And after you've had, you know, especially if you're a light drinker, you know, in terms of how it affects you. So you have just one drink and suddenly you're making friends with everyone, including the wall, you know, it disinhibits you. So then when you see something that, you know, really in the best of all worlds should not be over consuming, you do. Then you wonder what happened when you wake up in the morning and you go, oh, my God, you know, I can't see my feet. My belly's out to here. So at the end of the day, think about not just food, but alcohol. Me, I'm one of those Perrier with a twist of lime kind of persons, right? And then if I want to have a little something, especially with stand-up parties and People are, you know, milling around and stuff. I'll, if I want to have something, I might have a wine spritzer, which is a combination of the sparkling water along with some, you know, white wine. That will also work if I want to do that. Or I see myself, I'm going to have one thing that just absolutely kicks it. I love it, right? So, like, for instance, I'm a Prosecco girl. 
I kind of like something a little sweet every now and then, especially if it's celebratory. But that's what I'm going to have, one. And I make it last. There's no reason to be over-consuming here. I'm not being judgy-dedgy. I'm telling you that, especially when you're drinking later in the day, that's the absolute recipe for packing on extra belly fat. It's funny how it doesn't go to your left ear. It goes to your belly. You know, that special place, your little nightmare place that you're, you're really trying to rein in here. So just be careful because I watch way too many women, you know, going, you know, for the third glass of wine or, you know, a couple of, you know, heavy duty cocktails. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Be careful now. Don't be trying to keep up with the guys. The guys, you know, get the same damn lecture from me, too. So be awfully careful about alcohol, because that little Hummer can really sneak up on you in a big way. And by the way, it also destroys your sleep if you're drinking it, you know, within two hours of going to sleep. So be super careful, because your REM sleep, your REM and your deep sleep are grossly affected by alcohol. So if you're going to have alcohol, make it earlier in the evening, if you can, like in the beginning, and then start in with the sparkling water or whatever else, you know, afterward, just to kind of keep things going in a big way. So be careful. And watch for those high-calorie drinks. Oh, you know, the ones I'm talking about. All those Christmas drinks, little eggy noggies. And they'll usually throw in alcohol there too. So you, there you're going to get a, a boatload of sugar as well as alcohol. You know, some sips, fine. But, you know, to guzzle the stuff down, now we got a problem. All right. Now, what are some really cool, controllable, manageable, desserty kind of things that work? I mean, you cook these up all the time, Chef Abby, right? Yeah. So what are they? <laughs> Come on, spill the beans or let's see, spill all the, the you know, <laughs> spill whatever you want to spill, but we want to hear. All right, so let's see. I know I, I like beat a dead horse with the, the protein, healthy fat, fiber combos, but I do a lot of those great grain bowl situations where you have some sort of grain. It could be farro. It could be rice. It could be quinoa. And then I put some a bunch of veggies in there. They could be fresh veggies. They could be roasted veggies. And then I have some sort of lean protein. Maybe it's a can of tuna or a can of salmon. Maybe it's a rotisserie chicken. Maybe it's leftover pork tenderloin from last night. Kind of against guy's limit. Or maybe it's beans or lentils or tofu. But I want dessert. Oh, you want dessert? Oh. <laughs> dessert. Uh, okay, so desserts. Well, I like things to be not overly sweet. So that doesn't mean we're getting rid necessarily of all the sugar, but I usually cut back. So I'll do things with fruit and dried fruit, which has natural sweetness. I like to, again, add fiber to things. So I might be making brownies but I might cut the sugar in half and have a can of black beans in there. And there's one recipe I do all the time that is black bean brownies, and then I put them in muffin tins so they're portioned out, individual sizes, which is another key thing here. If it's already portioned out and you're not looking at a pan of 
brownies or cake or, or whatnot, it's a little bit easier to manage, but no one will ever know there's black beans in there, but then the fiber and protein in them goes up and you feel fuller, you feel satiety, and you know that you had a little bit of sugar and a little bit of chocolate and they f- taste really luxurious almost, but you've cut back on all of the sugar in there and put in these great things like beans. Also, again, with cookies, you can do similar things. It's harder to hide things like beans in there, but you can have oatmeal in cookies. You can put you know, rolled oats in there. You can use dried fruit in there. I mean, you can certainly cut back in the amount of sugar as well. And then things, you know, like if we're talking about ice cream or dairy or things like that, yogurt is great. You can make so many wonderful, delicious things with yogurt and a lot of fruit in there, maybe a touch of honey or maple syrup to sweeten it up a little bit. But there's a lot of great options there as well or even things like berries with homemade whipped cream. So homemade whipped cream, it's just heavy cream, right? You can do it without any sugar in there if you want, or you can do a tiny little pinch of sugar in there just to give it a little bit of sweetness, maybe a touch of vanilla extract, and you put it over your favorite fruit. And it's delicious and definitely satisfying as well. One of the things you see so much is, you know, when you go into, you know, your favorite boutique food store and you see all the sugar cookies and the butter cookies and on and on it goes and they're sprinkled with everything back and forth. Again, so long as it's not a bingeable item and and you're being very honest with yourself, when those things surface, you know, at a party and whatever, You know, one of the things I love to do is I score some tea from the host. That's usually like a no-brainer. It's really easy. Many times I'll bring my own tea bags. And then I'd love to have like one cookie with my tea because the tea is really filling up my stomach. Remember what I said about extending that stomach. At the same time, I like to mindfully eat the cookie. That does not include popping it in your mouth and then it disappears in three nanoseconds. That's not mindfully eating. It's like taking a bite. I always try to do like if it's, you know, your classic kind of smaller cookie, you know, three bites for sure. And really enjoy each one. And then I've had my tasting of that. That's wonderful. I might do that with three different kinds of cookies just so I know. But I don't get two of the same thing. I like to be able to play that out. You know, I'll say to myself, you know, if I really just want to have two cookies, I get to choose. But I do it mindfully. And what I see at parties a lot is people are like gobbling. They're just gobbling it up. Do you ever see that? Yeah, and it's and the same with the the alcohol, the, the drinks we were talking about before. I know we all were talking and we're having fun and we're at parties and and events and things, but just taking a second to think about what it is that you're putting in your mouth and really enjoying it can make a huge difference, right? So rather than, you know, guzzling down three Manhattans and three plates of different hors d'oeuvres and 
and things, maybe taking a smaller portion and really thinking about what it is that you're eating and enjoying it, especially since if we're talking about the holidays, these are not things that we eat every day, right? So we want to enjoy the people around us and and the food and the beverages as much as possible. And I, I really look at it very much like a budget. You know, we all know what a budget is. You know, whether or not we adhere to it is a whole different ballgame, but we know what it is. And it's almost like you say to yourself, well, I'm going to this store and that store and that store. So you keep in mind that you, you know, you're going to be spending at two more stores. So it's not like you blow your whole wad in one place because that doesn't make any sense. So we already know how to do this. We just have to apply it to this kind of a situation. Now, a very quick note about all the little happy campers out there who are now injecting one of the medications now that is given for the purpose of basically diabetes and obesity. Everyone's read the headlines, and I'll probably spend some time on another podcast really getting into what they're really all about. One of the things I want to keep in mind is I've I've been reading a lot of current magazines and newspaper articles, you know, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, where people are wondering how they approach, you know, holiday dinners with family and, you know, with friends and back and forth when they're utilizing this medication, which drives down appetite. It's a really interesting time because these medications just came out this year. So people are kind of having their first experiences with this and they may have, maybe they're now seeing people they haven't seen in a long time and and they're down like 25 pounds already or more. There's a lot of what that's all about. And here's what I would say to everyone. Number one, as I always say, You know yourself better than anyone. Honor whatever you're going to share in a way that works for you. You don't have to share a thing. If someone says, oh, my God, you know, you look different. Just say, hey, you know, I'm just getting healthier and then move it along. Just, you know, change the subject. Wow, that's that's a killer outfit you're wearing. That's one of my most favorite things to tell you know people, which is just deflect it off and don't get into the weeds most of the time because it's just going to get a little funky with a lot of people. Instead, just say, you know, I'm getting healthy and stuff. If you wish to divulge that you're actually utilizing the medication, that's totally up to you because you know the person you're talking to. If it's a total stranger, hmm. If it's someone who's like a super wonderful friend who's always gotten your back and you haven't seen him since forever and whatever, that's up to you. But I'm of the camp that says, keep your stuff sacrosanct to you. You're getting healthier however you're doing it. And that's your journey. So just, just think about that. And so speaking of getting healthier... You better be doing physical activity. You heard me. That means that I don't care whether or not you're taking medication or not or whatever. Physical activity 
is absolutely paramount to your ability to be able to optimize your own metabolism. So it's a beautiful way to really stay on top of everything in your life, stay strong, maintain a really excellent, optimized metabolism for your age as well as your gender. You need it on so many levels to decrease the risk of heart disease, diabetes, cancer. So stay physically active. That is foundational to all of this. And by the way, it'll make you feel better when you go to a party and back and forth, when you know you've had a wonderful day being physically active and taking care of all these other things in your life. You feel good about yourself. So the last thing you want to do is self-destruct. Pay attention to your mood. Pay attention to your food. Oh my gosh, I'm rhyming. And pay, yeah, I know you're going to laugh. And pay attention to your physical activity. Now that being said, here's my little caveat. Hold on. Here we come. And the caveat is you cannot outrun your fork. And that means that I know so many people who, you know, hit the gym, work out really hard, and now they say to themselves, well, that gives me free license to eat anything I want and however much I want and just let it rip. I don't want to break anyone's heart out there, but that's not the way this works, okay? That didn't give you permission to eat everything that's not tacked down. What it did do was it optimize your metabolism to be able to appropriately consume and break down the foods that you are going to choose to eat. But there are so many people who completely overeat above and beyond what they've exercised. And so be very cautious about that, right? Be very cautious. So it's foundational. Stay physically active. Get your sleep. If you want to overeat, guaranteed you will if you are sleep deprived. And there's just so much science behind this. So please get your sleep. And then please take care of your stress. Because when you're all stressed out and out of your mind with anxiety and anger and God knows what else, trust me, you'll eat your way right through it. So this is a moment where... You just kind of, once again, you said it first, Chef Abby, you know, that mindful eating. Stay mindful. Stay present. Be aware of your mood. Be aware of your lifestyle habits. Did you kind of click them off? Be aware that you need excellent sleep. Take a deep breath. Be aware of how you're feeling as you're going into the party. And you know something? You're going to do a heck of a lot better if you do that. Just really check in with yourself in a big way, all the way across. Now, Chef Abby, we said permission granted for enjoying your holiday meals. So it made me think of something else. Wouldn't it be cool if we all, who really want to stay kind of on top of the situation, invited people to our place and we were in charge of cooking. 
and we were taking control of the situation. Wouldn't that be interesting? Instead of relying on Lord knows what was going to be showing up in the next party. So that's also an invitation to do what you love best, Chef Abby. Cook. What do you think? What would you, how would you put it all together for a party? Yeah, I love that. Well, we know I love a grain bowl because I was waxing poetically about that already. So I also like to give people choice. So I do think it's kind of fun to have something that's choose your own adventure. And whether it's tacos or something like a grain bowl, I might you know try to think of something a little more upscale than both of those or, or just have more fancy options, but something where they can kind of put together their own meal or, or dish in that way. I love having, you know, it could be smoked salmon with a little potato latka or something like that. And a little sour cream might be fun and some chives, lots of veggies, maybe some dips that are all made with beans and, and lentils. And of course, lots of fruits and veggies. I like appetizers with a, with a goodly amount of healthy protein in them, but they're delicious. Yeah. All kinds of fun things, everything from shrimp to chicken to whatever. Many times I'll just basically concentrate a lot on those because they can really fill you up well if you eat them mindfully. Then you're also in charge of desserts. Oh, what's your favorite dessert? Come on now, Chef Abby. <laughs> if you're doing your party at your house, I don't want to go to your house for a party. Okay. What are you going to offer me? Oh, so it's so interesting. I'm very specific about desserts. I really like like chocolate mousse or chocolate pudding, something like that. So I would probably do again, like with personal portion sizes, maybe a chocolate mousse or a chocolate pudding with fruit. So then you get all of that together deliciously. And then of course, black bean brownies or something like that, where I can hide some some good stuff in there and tons of fruit, you know, Zabayon is another one fruit with whipped cream. Oh, I love Zabayon. What about puddings? About puddings? Yeah, absolutely. They show up those chia puddings, loving them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and then you can make those with fruits and nuts also. And again, in the portion sizes and you can get really beautiful little glass portion sizes, like a low ball glass or even smaller. And then you just, you can kind of line them up and everyone can take what they want. Yeah, I see, I love that. When you offer people smaller portions, almost like tastings, you know, that's what you get. Like whenever I uh, visit a destination spa, I remember when I was at Miramal, um, one of my favorite ones in Arizona and also up in the Berkshires, they'll offer you these little, you know, tasting size desserts which are fabulous. Yeah, and you could use those mini muffin tins are good for that too. So you make little tiny bite-sized brownies or cakes or even little tiny cheesecakes, all of that. Precisely. You know, nothing has to be the size of right, Texas. exactly. You know, we have to remember there's like a, a really interesting brain perspective when you see a smaller portion, but it's beautiful and elegant and looks really good. Just, you know, it just sort of works and also makes you eat more mindfully. You and I can just keep this little hummer going forever. Oh my gosh, just thinking about this is making me hungry. So this all works for me, to say the least. I absolutely 
Love it, love it, love it. So we've really been talking about today permission granted to enjoy holiday meals. And you've heard some hacks and some thoughts about how you really want to navigate around this with our ultimate go-to, which is our culinary nutritionist, Chef Abby Gelman. Abby, how can they learn more about your wonderful work, including your YouTube channel? Sure. They can go to chefabbygelman.com. And that has all my videos and will bring you to my Instagram or my Facebook or my YouTube, or you can follow me on, on any of those things, Chef Abby Gelman as well. And your cookbooks? Oh, yes. So I have three cookbooks. The first one is the Mediterranean Dash Diet. And then I have two that are for the Instant Pot. So one is Mediterranean Pressure Cooker and the other is Mediterranean Instant Pot, but it's all for slow cookers or the pressure cooking and everything is sold on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and or wherever hopefully you can you get your books. Fantastic. And and they're my go-to hands down because you've got a lot more hacks in there. So Chef Abby, I cannot thank you enough for this wonderful episode. Thank you so much for being on her podcast once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love being here. Okay. Now everyone Hop on over to iTunes right now and rate and review this terrific episode because we love your feedback. And here's another shout out to our sponsor, Solaray Vitamins. And remember their brand new offering, which is so awesome. This is Her Life Stages products. And what I want you to do is know that these products cover everything from the menstrual years, including PMS, through perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Oh my gosh, such a holistic, integrative approach to support a woman throughout her entire life journey. Figure out where your local health food store is right now. Run on over and grab her life stages. Learn more about it as well at solaray.com, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y.com. Oh, this has been another amazing Her Podcast. I'm Dr. Pam Pete, your host, and I want to thank each and every one of you for listening in and being such an important part of our Her Podcast community. Pop on over to drpete.com to learn more about my work and social media. Join me every week for another Her Podcast where you're going to hear from extraordinary, entertaining, and engaging thought leaders just like Chef Abby as we share our wit and wisdom for you to enjoy. Thanks so much. And remember that your time in this world may be limited, but the things you could do with that time are not. So get on out there and seize the day. Have a great one. <laughs>